0: to have a really interesting study today. I do appreciate your patience with getting started this morning. just so happens that's actually what we're going to be talking about today is patience. The fourth fruit of the Spirit. Now, it just so happens that I myself have to exercise this fruit of the spirit quite often with my wife's stage one alzheimer's and i will get into some of those little details in a moment but first we need to open up with a word of prayer let us pray dear heavenly father we come before you on this day to study your word and learn more about your holy spirit please lord bring these ideas these truths to our minds and to our heart so that we might apply them to our lives and have a better understanding of how your spirit works in our lives in jesus precious holy name amen such a Beautiful day over here in Florida, USA. I hope you guys are having pretty nice weather as well. It always helps to have good weather. Now, if we look in the Bible, we can find over 200 verses that talk about patience. Yes versions but one truth but if we hope for what we do not see we wait for it with patience now what's really fascinating is that this is self-explanatory yet everywhere you go people just do not understand you have to have patience in order to get what's coming Now, it's quite exceptional how many people think they know exactly what patience is and in it is true patience is a virtue patience is the ability to hold back and persevere through all forms of temptations and trials and situations having said that now the exact phrase patience is a virtue will not be found in a bible It's an idiom that was used many years ago to illustrate patience as one of the virtues of a Christian. So whenever somebody says patience is a virtue, you can look a square in the eye and say, Yes it is. But that's not in the Bible. Well yes it is. People don't read the Bible, they're gonna say all kinds of things that's in there. It's fascinating just how many people think they understand what they read when they don't fully read it now it just so happens that while we're talking about the fruits of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control we're talking about things that there's no laws against now unfortunately in certain parts of the world Some of these things do have some limitations because of the way the world is formed nowadays and the way the world is running itself into the ground, if it were. And we are pretty much torn and stuck wearing a mask or hiding. And we just have to be patient because the Lord will come sooner or later. Now, what's pretty fascinating is I chose a couple of different sections of the Bible to talk about patience. Back in Genesis, God told Noah that he was planning to flood the earth because the people that were living at that time had become so evil. The Bible tells us that everyone in the world except Noah and his family were always thinking of evil and violence. And God was sad that he made them. God even warned Noah that the flood was coming and told him to build a giant boat called an ark that Noah and his family could stay in while God flooded the earth. Now God also told Noah to take along a male and female of every animal and bird so there would be animals alive after the flood. Now you got this old man and his family building this ark. And that took patience, because it was a pretty big boat. It took them many years to build the boat. It took, God, 120 years to send the flood, which is definitely exercising a little bit of Noah's patience. And I'm sure it took a lot of patience to get all those animals on board the boat two by two. Definitely can't really understand that unless we were there. But we get a pretty good idea of what it was like. You gotta be patient for that day, right, Stephen? When the trumpets sound, gotta be patient. Now, back to Noah. Did he ever get tired of waiting? Did he ever get... So tired of waiting that he'd say, I've been waiting for years and years and I haven't even seen any clouds. I'm not going to finish this ark. Did he ever say, all my neighbors are thinking I'm crazy now for building this ark. I feel really silly. What a waste of time. I don't think there's going to be any flood. Nope. Noah never got impatient. Noah never gave up because he believed God's promise that there would be a flood and that God would protect him and his family. So he obeyed God and he waited the entire 120 years until God finally said it was time to get on the ark. And on top of that, Genesis tells us that after they got on the ark, they had to wait another week before the rain started. Now clearly Noah and his family had amazing patience to wait on the Lord. Noah had patience because he knew that God always keeps his promise. And God's timing is perfect. If we can't hope in God's salvation, we don't need to be floating. We need to sink. And I, for one, prefer floating. (laughs) Hallelujah. Now, what's really, really funny is some people can define patience as waiting without a complaint. Kind of like what Paul did while he was in prison. Yeah, he basically wanted to be out there spreading the gospel and helping his followers stay on the path and stay in the light. But he knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, God's plan was better than his plan. So he sits in prison, and what does he do? He preaches the gospel. What else can you do in prison? So he was definitely a good example for patients. He could have just been all kinds of bitter and complaining. Yeah, I serve a guy who puts me in prison. Yeah, it was sad. But he didn't. He went without a complaint. Now, it does seem to be slightly morally insignificant at times. I mean, what's so virtuous about complaining? Complaining itself
1: is not a problem,
0: unless it's taken to the extreme. Supposing a person is awaiting for the arrival of a friend from out of town, and they spend the time happily reading or watching television. We wouldn't come right out and say that simply because they're not complaining, They're exhibiting patience. Something else must be required to make one's lack of complaint virtuous. That something is discomfort. It's because a circumstance is uncomfortable for someone that we find they refuse to complain remarkable and thus regard them as patient.
1: So to improve
0: the initial definition, To be patient is to endure discomfort without complaint.
1: This calls into
0: play some other virtues, specifically self-control, humility, and generosity. That is, patience is not a fundamental virtue so much as a complex of other virtues. In other words, they do work together and you can't really have one without the others being present. As an example from the life of Christ illustrates, Jesus was very patient with his disciples. They were sometimes thick-headed, lazy, selfish, and slow to believe. Even from a merely human standpoint, we can see how frustrating they must have been, how much more irritating it would be for God's incarnate to interact daily with these men, in spite of Jesus' miracles and work of wisdom, they were, forced, they were focused upon themselves and wavered in their beliefs about who Jesus really was. To say that was uncomfortable for Jesus would be an understatement. Yet do we find him ranting and raving at his disciples over their foolishness and stupidity, or making fun of them when they make a mistake? Occasionally, he does remark that his disciples are slow to believe, or he asks a rhetorical question on how long they will fail to have faith in him. But these are always appropriate reminders about just what was at stake for them. These were fitting and
1: useful rebukes.
0: I say again, these were fitting and useful rebukes. They were not petty venting by Jesus. Now notice that Jesus' refusal to complain about his irritating disciples can be described as an exercise of self control. Surely he would have been justified in blistering them with insults. It's worth noting that his omniscience guaranteed that every possible joke and embarrassing remark was at his disposal. On any particular occasion, this makes his self-control even more admirable. His refusal to complain also involves humility. The conscious decision to lower himself by not exercising his right, as the holy man he was, to judge and dismiss his friends because of their faults. We might even go so far as to say this was a form of mercy. And finally, Jesus' refusal to complain about his disciples is generous. In spite of their vice and thick-headedness, he remained no less committed to them and served them increasingly as their failures became more outstanding.
1: A good example of their weakness became his strength. Now, one more.
0: Little example here. Here's from the book of Numbers. And would there be somebody who would like to come up on stage and read?
1: Then they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became, became very discouraged on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? Um, for there is no food and no water, and our soul loads this worthless despair. So the Lord sent fa- fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and they, and they bit the, and they bit the people, and many of the people of the Israel died.
0: Uh, that right there tells us point blank: God loves a patient people. They complained, they ridiculed, and God just didn't want to hear it now it stands to reason that through everything that they've been through they should have been able to stop themselves with a little self-control say hey wait a minute god took us out of egypt took us out of slavery We crossed this massive body of water on dry land. And we watched the Egyptian army get swallowed by the water after we passed through. We stayed alive all these days because of food and because of the water. But they didn't do that. They were getting more and more discomforted. Things were getting out of control. Things were getting out of hand. They were not comfortable. They were getting very angry, and they were starting to demand
1: things from God.
0: Now God's timing is perfect. He knows when to do everything. It is a lack of trust on our part to be impatient with God. Now, as with all the fruits of the Spirit, we see a perfect example of patience again in Jesus. Now he was a hundred per cent man, but he was also a hundred per cent God. While he was on earth, he waited and he waited to reveal that he was the Son of God. He did not immediately start telling people He
1: could have even come out right out and told his disciples, but he didn't. Not right
0: off the bat. Now Jesus' disciples and his family did often wonder why Jesus waited to reveal who he was. But Jesus always had a good reason for waiting. Jesus only did what God told him to do. And God's time for Jesus to tell who he was had not yet come. Uh, Jesus even comes in the
1: book of Mark. he talks about a man with a skin disease. He went to begin, uh Went to Jesus, begging him to heal his disease. Where is it? There it is. Oh come on! My mouse is doing its thing again. Hallelujah. the verse we are looking at is going to be truncated. It's a little bit too long. But this is what we're looking at, and we don't need to read it because it is very, very long. But in a nutshell,
0: man had skin disease came to Jesus, and on his knees he begged Jesus. He says, If you are willing to make me clean, you can do it. Jesus was being filled with deep concern. He reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing to do it, he said. Be clean. Right away the disease leaves, and he was healed. Now, Jesus sent him away at once, and he gave the man a strong warning. Don't tell this to anyone. He says, go show yourself to the priest and offer sacrifices that Moses commanded. And it will be a witness to the priest and the people that you are clean. But the man went out and started talking right away. He spread the news to everyone. So Jesus could no longer enter the town openly. He stayed outside in lonely places. But people still came to him from everywhere. Now in this passage, the man with the skin disease went to Jesus, begging him to heal the disease. This man had faith that Jesus could heal him, and Jesus did. Jesus did a kind and amazing thing for this man. Would it have been easy for Jesus to let this man go tell everyone what he did and take the credit? It sure would have. In fact, Jesus deserved to be praised for his miracle. But Jesus knew that it was not time for him to receive praise for his miracles yet. Jesus trusted his father's plan completely. He knew God wanted him to wait, and he had the patience to wait for God's timing. So he told the man not to tell anyone about the miracle. Sadly, the man disobeys Jesus. The healed man did not have the patience not to tell everyone about the miracle. And because of this, Jesus could no longer enter towns without it being a secret. The man's lack of patience ended up getting in the way of Jesus' ministry. And having said that, Jesus still had enough patience to be able to enter some towns, and his ministry, even though it was slowed down, was not stopped. Hallelujah. Now, it just tells us we must be patient till the Lord comes. In the book of James, it tells us how the farmer waits for the land to produce its rich crop. We're told to take notice of how patient the farmer is for the fall and the spring rains. And then we're told we must be patient and stand firm. The Lord will come
1: back soon. We're told not
0: to find fault with one another. And if we do, we will be judged, and the judge is standing at the door. Now, brothers and sisters, think about the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. They are an example of how to be patient when you suffer. As you know that we think that people who don't give up are blessed. You have heard that Job was patient, and you have seen what the Lord finally did for him. The Lord is full of tender mercy and loving concern. This passage says that people who are patient are blessed. Like the farmer who waits for his plants to grow and produce great vegetables. If he just gives up and quits caring for his plants, there will be no crop. But when you are patient and faithfully do what you are supposed to do, you are always going to
1: be blessed.
0: what does it look like to be patient when you're in school? It could be having a good attitude, waiting for your turn on the swing, or waiting for your turn in the cafeteria to get your food. Or it could be not giving up on a friend that you want to know Jesus. Or maybe you could be patient by not being angry that your dad has not found a job yet. Be patient in these kinds of things,
1: and God will bless you.
0: How one of the things that I, I mentioned is my wife is with stage one Alzheimer's, and with that, I have to be very, very patient. And there are moments when it just doesn't seem like it's possible. It, You know, the the arguments are going to be there and they're going to be prominent. They're going to be dominant. They're going to be loud. Uh, They might even be confusing
1: and they might not even make any rational sense.
0: But I must maintain patience because it's not her fault. It's just the condition
1: that this disease has put her in.
0: On another scale, I had to be patient with the food stamp office. Over here, we have a thing called food stamps that helps people buy food when they're on a limited income. And through a mistake, we actually had ours cut off. Well, I sent in my application, and I had to be patient I had to wait two, three, four weeks, and I still heard nothing. so I contacted them to find out what was going on, and come to find out I had actually filled out the wrong application. <laughs> So if I'd have been patient in the beginning, I'd have been able to read what I was doing. So, oh wait, this is the wrong form. And I'd have filled out the right form from the very beginning. I'm sure every single one of us can come up with more examples on moments we should be patient. And we all know the phrase, good things come to those who wait. And we know there are lots of very good promises in the Bible that are well worth waiting for. Some of these, God will supply all our needs. God will give us wisdom. God will get rid of all the sadness one day. And Jesus will come back to earth. Just to name a few. If we we become impatient about these promises, we are actually saying one of two things. Either we're saying we don't believe that God always keeps His promises, or we're saying we don't believe that God's timing is perfect. But who knows better, us or God? Of course God does. He knows everything. He knows every detail of everything. And He even knows the details of the details. And He will keep His promises at just the right time. Now if we believe this, if we have faith, then we will be patient like Noah and like Jesus. God has given you his Holy Spirit to remind you of his truth so you can be patient in all things and as strong as Job.
1: That is the last of my notes. Hallelujah.
0: Patience as the fruit of the Spirit. I really enjoy these Bible studies because I do learn just as much as I do learn what to teach and how to teach it. I do learn myself. Last week, when I was in Philippians, I discovered that. Chapter 4, verses 1-9 through nine, actually had all the fruits of the Spirit if you look at them
1: close. Wait on
0: God, we lean into His will. Oh, my favorite verse right underneath Jesus saves. Trusting in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. I love it because people take that word all out of there. In most of your ways acknowledge him. That's not what I'm reading. In many of your ways acknowledge it. No, that's not what it says either. In the important ways acknowledge him. It doesn't say that either. That word all. I love that word. It's hard to deny what fits. And it is true. This world is leaning on its own understanding. And it's leaning on everyone else's understanding. Which is already faulty to begin with, and now we're leaning on it even more. I mean, wow. If I thought lemons were sweet, and you understood that I might be telling the truth, you'd be bitterly disappointed at the bitter lemon when you bit into it. And your opinion of my opinion on fruit would be dwindled. It would diminish. It would go downhill. I'd, I'd tell you that oranges are sweet, and you'd remember I told you lemons were sweet. And you'd tell me, no, I don't believe you. Well, that's what, we've, that's what the world is coming to. Everybody's leaning on their own understanding, no patience for God's timing, losing patience in other people as well, leaning on their own understanding, leaning on the understanding of others, which apparently in their eyes supports their own understanding, and they support the other, and for some reason or another, they're still going to fall down because it's a failure to think that we know better than God. It's an automatic failure in any circumstance. That's beautiful, Stephen. Thank you for that. Does anybody else have any questions, comments, or concerns? Well, while we're waiting for the text to appear, I just want to once again tell you I love every one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. And that love does come from the fruits of the Spirit. Patient son, waiting to be healed of my sickness. Yes, our own bodies get in our way.
1: It is a terrible
0: thing. In a very good way, it's a terrible thing that we have to walk around in these faulty bodies that break down and we've got to protect them and we've got to wash them and we've got to wash them again and we've got to be careful what we touch and where we go and what we breathe, blah, blah, blah what we eat, how we drink and it's just if it were any easier we would be in glorified bodies and that is coming The flu is nasty. I do not like the flu. I've had the flu a couple times. And I can't wait. Because when we get these glorified bodies, when Jesus comes again and we are in our new bodies, we can wave at flu, bye-bye. We can wave at a broken toe, bye-bye. We can wave bye-bye to that feeling of hunger. We can wave bye-bye to that feeling of sadness and depression and loneliness. And we will not have to worry about exercising any patience at that point because we will be 100% patient. And 100% love and 100% joy and 100% peace and 100% kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. But yes, the bodies, they get in our way of patience.
1: I know mine does. Glad to see
0: you're human. Last call for any comments, questions, concerns, observations in regards to having patience as the
1: fruit of the Spirit. I learned something while I was preparing this study. I learned that if I were to slow down I would actually
0: have a better working mouse. Now, I still get carried away and I still get excited. Like, oh, I got a copy paste it. note. Come on, mouse, cooperate. Oh, slow down patience, there we go, click, drag, let go, copy, so it, it does pay to be patient. Now next week we are going to talk about kindness, the fruit of the spirit that seems to be vanishing from the face of the earth. Oh, it's still there, but it's definitely... Not as obvious as it once was. I don't believe I forgot to put it in there. But that's okay.
1: I'll just pin it from right there. Okie dokie.
0: And go ahead and I will close this in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you very much for the fruits of the Spirit. That you've given us through your holy spirit we thank you very much for the ability to exercise patience to learn what patience is and to learn how to apply it in our lives please be with us as we go about our separate ways bring us closer to you closer to ourselves closer to each other the most importantly, bring us closer to your word, your will, and your way. In Jesus' precious holy name I pray. Amen. Yes, thank you very much for listening and attending tonight. And we will see you again in a week. Hallelujah. Remember, I'm praying for you all. Love you and there's nothing you can do about it. God bless.
1: To join our community, click the Discord server link below. Join us for another topic on Fruits of the Holy Spirit. This is Philippines is for Christ.